What's going on? It's the Film Drunk Frogcast coming at you not live from the Frock Quarters in LA for the second time in the new venue. Uh, we got Matt Lieb in the flesh. Hey, I'm podcasting here. Hey, hey, hey. hey yo. That's right. We're going to talk about the Gotti movie. Uh, but first, let me introduce you to our other guest, a new guest, Jim Van Blaricum. Hello. You got to get closer to the mic than that. Hello. Oh. Hello. Yeah, there you go. There Split you go. the difference. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably just slide it. Give it a little yeah, slide. Here we go. Give it a Are little... you drinking a pint glass full of vermouth? Is that too much vermouth? That's the right amount of vermouth. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, there's ice in it. That's true. It's It would be... You're actually very normal. I mean, isn't that what people drink? They drink like an Aperol spritz with like a big old thing. I mean, I yeah. feel like you never drank a pint glass with vermouth. And then they vermouth. dump three of them into one glass and drink it. At yeah, the same time. I mean, it is a pretty big glass. I saw that and you're I was like... You're a pretty big guy. You are, first of all, you're a very hulking man. You got lots of muscles. And so a lot of it goes... I got to feed these muscles vermouth. Yeah, you got to give them a little bit of... Uh, yeah, but it feels like that is what an alcoholic would do yeah well how much alcohol is in vermouth it's wine yeah, it's a fortified wine it's like 20 percent. is it that much 20 something uh, i thought 19, it was like, I thought it was like 15 how much alcohol is in in uh like whiskey 50 40 to 50 yeah, percent all right so yeah you're good so yeah, yeah. It's just, that's just half a pint of whiskey yeah so just don't drive you'll be fine I feel like you look like we are judging you. Yeah, you're judging. We're really not. You're judging me real hard. We're really not. It's fine. We just care about you. I just came back from a food and wine classic, so, you know, my wine tolerance is is doing all right. What the fuck is a food and wine classic? That's, you know, on Top Chef, when they're like, Uh and the winner will get featured at the food and wine classic in Aspen. I don't watch enough Top Chef to know that. I do. Uh-huh. And I went there finally, That's and beautiful. it was great. Nice. Classic Vince. It really is like my idea of heaven. Like you just walk around, mm-hmm. and you can dr- and there's like a million booths that all have uh, like, oh, you can have a taste of our wine or a taste of our beer, and then and like, you're like, give me a pint glass. You can pretty much. <laughs> I'm do that. normal. <laughs> yeah, there's whiskey there, there's beer there, and then you know you walk around, and it's like there's one booth that's like, oh, these are the food and wines best new chefs of. 2018 and they're making you like a little bite of food and oh, then they give you that like costco then, yeah like fancy it is it's exactly like fancy costco that sounds like fun it really is yeah i was just walking around thinking like i don't know if i've ever uh, been this happy just wow. walking around eating free caviar and nice lobster and just little drinking bits wine. yeah just little bits getting samples but you can go back as many times as you want oh wow yeah well that's awesome I would go great. to that. I would. I'd be down for that. Except for the, I would be missing more than half of it in that I don't drink alcohol. Yeah, I would just be there for the the free. There's samples. lots of food. I mean, you can go. I, I ate uh, snail eggs, which is weird. I didn't even know they had eggs. I didn't it's either. So right? that's double gross. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's white caviar, and you're like, what is that? It's like, oh, snail eggs. Did you? Oh, all right. Did you know that before you had it? I did, but you know, I you have enough wine, and you're like, yeah, I'll try some snail eggs. I'll suck some dick. <laughs> That's how and he close. put it on my hand like it was a bump of cocaine. Oh wow, like, really? Like, yeah, like on the heel of your hand where Jesus. you put the yeah, 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 where I've heard people put cocaine. Yeah, where the movies in the movies they say that's where the coke goes. Yeah, yeah. Movies like uh, like uh, Port of Call, New Orleans, uh, Bad mm-hmm, Lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Where they that was did. a good movie with so, a bar in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, with coke in it also. Yeah, 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 yeah. They do a lot of drugs in that. And one thing they do is a lot of those fist bumps. And uh, that's just not a good way to do cocaine. Yeah, no, you waste a lot of your drugs You're that way. wasting so much drugs. <laughs> and I'm anti that. Yeah. So. 
Jim, meanwhile, owns a bar. I do. Tell, That's how have... I know so much about pints of vermouth. That's right. I mean, is this too fancy to drink a pint of? Of course not. Okay, that's good. Nothing is. All right, I don't want to offend, offend you for my apartment warming gift. <laughs> well, for a second I thought he was sincere, and then he said nothing is, and I'm like, no, some things are okay, but I'm not judging. Everything's fine. Sure. It's gonna be fine. Everything's fine. Yes. So can you tell us about, so you have one item on your menu that's like my favorite. Is and it? It's a, and it's a chocolate bar. That says farts on it. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is a farts chocolate bar. Okay. Uh-huh. It's just a milk chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. They're this big. Yeah. You podcast listeners, uh, it's I'm holding up my hands. Yeah. You'll see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah, guys yeah. you guys get it. The distance is the most important thing <clears throat> yeah. and we can't you can you can hear it echoing off my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and it's three hundred and fifty dollars and it says farts on it. Why is it three hundred and fifty dollars? <laughs> have you seen a cheaper farts chocolate bar anywhere? I have not. That's seems, a very good point. It seems Supply like and demand. I get to set the market rate. Very simple economic principles. It's three hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Has so, anyone ever bought one? Not yet, but I can feel it. <laughs> Someone will. So the thought process was behind that was like, all right, people are gonna be making fun of me because it's like Oh, fucking hipster beer bar moving into downtown. Yeah, there's a there's a overpriced. Big, uh, there's like a huge condo tower that they're building across the street, which I assume will be populated entirely by like finance bros. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at some point, do they love the life living the bar, in, They love living in downtown LA. They're about to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at how cheap the farts bars are. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, some at some point. During the life of this bar. Charlie, um, stop trying to dig through your freaking crate. I'm he just, sorry. He just wants to... That's how he wants to go out. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to grub on a farts chocolate bar. Yeah. It would be fitting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, someone is going to be drunk. Totally. showing off to their other stupid finance bro friends. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to be like, ugh. Yeah. Someone's yeah. almost... A yeah. couple of people have almost bought it, but... Wow. I've always said that every bar, you should have a wildly overpriced thing because no matter what happens, at some point, someone's going to come in there and be like, oh, give me the most expensive shot on the menu. And yeah. then it's like, yeah, you could give them like a rare Louis the 17th or whatever the fuck that uh, stuff is. It's cognac? Sure. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, you could get like, you could give them a real rare thing or you could just have like a wildly overpriced thing and then they're not going to know also the difference. Also very rare. Again, well, yeah. when have you ever seen? There's a place right. in, I think, I think it's Yukon. I'm not sure uh, that uh, they have a drink with a uh, a man's um, shriveled. Scrotum. Oh, the toe. The toe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. supposed to like kiss the toe. You so kiss wait, it's the, the actual toe, toe in the... It's yeah. an actual man's toe that had been cut off. I think uh, someone who got frostbite uh-huh. and lost the toe and gave the toe to this bar, I guess. And and so it's a drink that you do and you're supposed to kiss the toe. And if you do drink the toe, which has happened on one occasion, uh, you owe like however many thousand dollars. So is it just one toe and they keep, uh, yeah. and they keep someone, refilling the bottle? Well, or they have to yeah. keep getting a toe? Well, that was the thing. They never expected anyone was going to drink the toe, which I think is a stupid expectation. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. Someone's, at the very least, uh, account for an accident. You know, it's a toe. Uh, it, the, these things happen. But, uh, no, so they only had one toe. Someone drank it. And then, luckily, they were able to procure another toe. <laughs> uh, hey, you want a toe? I can yeah, get you a toe, yeah, I can get you a toe by 3 o'clock. Yeah. But, yeah, so, do you have anything like that? <laughs> 
Not yet. <laughs> if any listeners out there want to donate a toe yeah. to Bernadette's. Uh-huh. I, I love that like people will do it just because it's a lot of money. Yeah. Just to prove it. It's yeah, like, of course. Uh, all right, the most expensive thing, it's $20,000. It's a beer, but it's got like half of it is just my jizz. <laughs> I just, I've just been jizzing and jizzing and jizzing to this jar for like two months. All right, I saved the jizz. Uh, Howard Hughes, my jizz in a jar. I Howard Hughes it. And, uh, you know, if you want it, uh, $20,000. But you have to drink all the cum. Otherwise, it's no way. 27000 27000 yeah. <laughs> So the bar is called Bernadette's. The other thing that I enjoyed, uh, could you describe your bathroom uh, concept? Yeah, uh, a friend of mine has a wallpaper company uh, with his wife, and uh, mm. they're basically crazy. That's a crazy job. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, uh, and they have uh, one of their prints is this crazy like demolition derby '70s kind of muscle car, uh-huh. but in it's a famous like French pattern. I think it's. Huh. Uh, oh. Uh, oh yeah, I know all about French wallpaper derby. patterns. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, mm-hmm. totes, totes. Uh, and so that's the, the wallpaper on the, in the bathrooms is this, uh, like very nicely decorative, but crazy seventies demolition derby car crash thing. That's right. And, uh, all the photos, uh, in the men's room are famous male celebrities that have died in car accidents. Oh, that's fine. And then in the women's room, it's famous female celebrities. Who've died in car accidents. Yeah. I'm so tra- I haven't been in the female one. Who's in there? Like uh, Grace Jane Kelly. Mansfield. Grace Kelly. Uh, we had Jane Mansfield. Someone stole her. Oh. So she was beheaded again, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was she beheaded in the car accident? Yeah, yeah famously. I, I didn't know. Who was the famous dance lady who's who got strangled by her Isadora Duncan. That, She's okay. in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was strangled how? She was wearing like a crazy long flowing scarf and uh this was in the 30s i think okay and uh she it was in a convertible and yeah. the scarf was long enough that it went and got wrapped in the axle oh. and just and popped her out of the car yeah and then she just got and then she i think it just broke her neck like oh okay hmm. damn but that... for a brief moment she was flying yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a brief moment she came yeah because uh, that's what happens when you choke yourself. Sure, yeah. sure. I don't know if you guys have ever tried it, but it's good. Until it doesn't work out. R.I.P. All the celebrities Every celebrity. Died. That's Every dead. celebrity hanging is definitely... Do we think that Anthony Bourdain might have been that? I mean, okay, so... Because first of all, like, why, of all the ways to kill yourself, why hanging? I mean, it's it's the easiest one. It's, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got because, all the stuff. You yeah, got a belt. All you need you is a, a belt and a doorknob. But and you need like a high, like that takes a lot of willpower to like kill yourself with the doorknob. Well, like, what, the, the what what happens is you end up passing out uh, eventually. So it's not like it hurts. Mm-hmm. It's just you pass out, and then when your body weight slumps over and it, it the noose gets more taut around your neck. Then you die oh. eventually from, huh. uh, from either... From coming so much. Yeah. From, yeah <laughs> because you lost all your cum. Yeah. Uh, you can't survive without that. Yeah, you can't survive without cum. That's rule number one in biology. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I get why that's a way to kill yourself like painlessly. But every time someone does it that... Like, if I were going to kill myself, I would not hang myself for that very reason. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't want people to think that, that I was I'd... jacking it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would be the opposite. I think if I were going to jack it and do the uh-huh. autoerotic asphyxiation, I would straight up write a note yeah. that was like, not trying to kill myself. <laughs> that way, <laughs> yeah, when people yeah. find me, they'd be like, oh, he's just horny. Or like a non-suicide note. <laughs> yeah. I mean, going the opposite uh, uh, also works. Like, if you are going to be testing fate with autoerotic asphyxiation 
always leave a suicide note just, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah, like, so they you don't, don't think you're a creep. It's like uh, uh, Brendan said, uh, which I thought was the perfect thing, which is like everyone is in horny until proven suicidal. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like that's, that's very true. Uh-huh. It's like, I, I, it's the first thing I think every time like someone kills himself, I'm like, how did they do it? You know? And then when it's hanging, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. It just seems like, and which is worse. Cause it's like either he died doing what he loved or he was really sad. I, that's also a good question. I guess I would rather at this point, I've come to terms with like, the fact that I have come I come to a lot of things number one terms. coming to terms terms, terms is one, one. Uh, second is realize here's the four things that I come to terms <laughs> realize understand uh, and God um, and Jesus, Jesus. Yes. Uh, so yeah no at this point it's like I guess it's I, I am happy that if you know they did do it autoerotic asphyxiation they died doing what they love that sure, is sure. that's great but yeah when when I I <clears throat> when I heard Anthony Bourdain died and that he killed himself um immediately immediately everyone started like putting out quotes and shit you know everyone was like you know different dope ass Anthony Bourdain quotes it really bummed me out because I love Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. um and I think everyone did but then he had this one quote that was like, your body is not a temple. It's a theme park. Have fun with it. And I was like, he fucking, that's how he died. It was autoerotic. <laughs> he was theme parking. Yeah. I, that's something I live by is like uh-huh. theme park that body. But I always say, you know, at least now that I don't do drugs or drink, be safe with it. Yeah. And I theme park, theme park responsibly. Like if you're, if you want to choke yourself, you, you really can just take a pillow, put it over your face, uh, lie face down. And just masturbate into the pillow. I mean, you know, not into the pillow, but like into your bed and, you know, normal, safe. That way you can breathe and it's fine. Uh-huh. You can also hold your breath. I just feel like why sure. tempt death? He was a jujitsu guy. He could have just gone into class and not tapped one day. Yeah, exactly. He could have just, I mean, you know, I guess if you come like... hard enough, it sounds like tapping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess like that would be traumatic for the guy you're rolling with. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but also worth it. <laughs> Uh, like, yeah, I was the guy who killed Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, but, like, also Chris Cornell did it the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate Spade, a few days, like, earlier from yeah. Bourdain. Yeah, she really got overshadowed there. Yeah, that's, that's... That's kind of a dick move on his part. Yeah, that's true. If you're going to kill yourself, way to beat. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. But, like, why? Do we still not know why? Yeah. Who's sad? Depression. See, that's a problem. If you ever kill yourself, people are going to be like, well, he used to do heroin. Yeah, I know. I hate that. I hate that they're immediately going to be like, yeah, he's sad. No, I'm very happy. If I kill myself, there's going to be a good reason. And it'll be all laid out in the note that I've come all over. It's going to be all a girl's fault. (laughs) So please flame her as much as it always happens when this guy kills himself. People are flaming the ex. But with Kate Spade, she left a note and it said like, to her daughter and said like Ask i'm your coming f-. yeah yeah she was just she, <laughs> it was something it like said, uh, <laughs> it had seven uses it was really weird it, it, it said something like ask your father which i thought i was like Ooh, damn yeah geez, that's, that's rough that is rough um, oh that was a spite suicide yeah spite suicide damn. is like might be the most badass suicide because that's it's probably like, pretty common sadly yeah oh, i mean yeah. all suicides are a little bit spite 
All right, so we got to talk about. I, I take back the last thing I just said. Sure, I don't think that's we always true. do. Just assume we took back the last thing that <laughs> yeah. we said on this podcast. Uh, the movie of the year. Oh. You guys want to hear a little bit of Gotti? Yes, I gotta. Yeah, you, you gotta do. hear about Gotti. <laughs> it's uh, I'm yes. Let me tell you something. New York is the greatest city in the world. My city. I was a kid in these streets, and I made it to the top. Okay, pause it real quick. <laughs> Already, first like few lines. Did he make it to the top of what, dude? The first, <laughs> the first few lines, New York City is the greatest city in the world. It's like the <laughs> intro to every fucking Sabaro commercial. Or fucking, yeah. like, it's like, sounds like the Olive Garden, like immediately. Uh-huh. I'm surprised. New York have... City, when you're here, your family, yeah. crime family. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't have uh, the Ace Freely like, I'm back. Yeah, I'm back in a New York groove. <laughs> That's every New York, which is it's a good song. Yeah, the like funniest song. thing about, or there's so many funny things about the movie, but let's move on. I made my bones doing a piece of work for Don Carlo Gambino. Like that, I became a made man. Dad, I'm thinking maybe take a year off. Why you want to hang out with me? Do you know what you're doing to this family? I will build something that nobody can destroy. So. It's like and all of the like all of the stakes set up in this uh, mean nothing. In right, the movie. Right. I want to build someone nobody can destroy. What did he build? He literally <laughs> right. built nothing. Yeah, like, and <laughs> it was easily destroyed. He went to jail like a <laughs> hundred times. He was so, he was constantly on trial. Right, and it was like, oh, we're all about honor and never hiding your face. And then it's like, well, how did you get to be? Boss, oh, I killed my boss. Yeah. And, then, and then how long were your boss? Hey, a couple of years, and then I went to the prison. We have a code. And it's like, yeah, you break that code multiple times. <laughs> yeah. like, I kill whoever the fuck I want. Yeah. But like, we do it with honor. <laughs> and Honor's then the whole, number one important thing. <laughs> so the whole movie is like based around, or the whole movie is framed around a prison conversation between uh, John Sr. and John Jr. And, and he's pissed that John Jr. wants to take a plea uh-huh. agreement. And if you like look on John Gotti's Wikipedia page, like one of the first things is like, he killed someone and took a plea, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and right. like, well, obviously he's not against taking a plea. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. though that was the entire frame of the movie. You never take a plea. How could you, how could you do the thing that I did the first time <laughs> not mentioned in the movie? <laughs> it's like, uh, the movie is this not like this trailer is such a perfect representation of the movie well, because the movie yeah. the movie is just a bunch of cliches yeah it's insane well it's a series it's definitely a series of trailers and oh, every and all the lines were like okay you thought that was going to be like the badass line that was going to go in the trailer didn't you yeah and the funny thing is is like all of the badass lines were very simple cliche lines right. that, I, that like, don't actually make sense make in the no, context oh of the, my god yeah oh now, now, so the whole movie, thing is like, he showed the world who's boss, and then you're like, did he? Did what he? Is yeah, that what did he show? Mean? I guess. Yeah, I don't know what the point of the movie was. <laughs> that was the craziest thing. You like, a thirty minutes into it, I turned to Vince and I was like, "What's the plot?" You know who one of the screenwriters was? Who? It was the guy who wrote Dark City and like the Limey. And you're like, how the fuck did you write this? Like, please tell me you wrote a version from like ten years ago that didn't get used. That that might be it. He might have just written like a bunch of enough li- <coughs> enough lines that he actually got, um, yeah, you know, credited with it. Which which, by the way, you should be allowed to be like, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uncredit me. I'll give the money back. Is there an Alan Smithy for writers? There's gotta be Dave Smithy. <laughs> 
Is that is that like what uh, editors do when no, they're directors. Oh, directors. Yeah. The director wants to take their name off a project. Yeah. It's, it's credited as Alan Smithy. Oh, that's great. Let's hear a little bit more. Paul Castellano was a fish in the desert. I never respected Paul. You killed the boss of us. You would bring down hellfire. There is no choice. And they never actually said... <laughs> just, just all those sound effects. <laughs> 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 uh. They never actually said why they wanted to kill him. Like, ah, I just don't like the guy. Yeah, no. And and it's like... Uh, the, it's just like, he just doesn't conduct himself with honor. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Right. He took a plea. I mean, it's just like... It, the movie constantly just expects you to have the fucking memory of a, of a fish... And you're supposed to just forget every every context, and it's just like every scene is a new scene, a new movie about the same dumb shit. And you you forget that you've seen Goodfellas. It's uh-huh. a movie. It's Godfather. literally made as if those movies never existed, and no one has ever even attempted to make a nuanced mafia movie. And it's <laughs> right. just like it, it's like it's as if we don't we haven't moved past like fucking. I haven't seen the. I mean, 19... the whole thing is like, wasn't it cool to be in the mafia? Yeah, yeah. that's literally like the entire subtext of the movie. Oh my god! And it's directed by E. Yeah, from, from on... E from Entourage. So I have a few theories about this. Yeah. All right. So I was debating. So one way to look at this, uh, if I look at this like E was totally into this project, uh, my theory is that E is this child actor who like uh, grew up in Long Island and moved to L.A. when he was like six to be like in a chips ahoy commercial or something i don't know if he actually moved there when he was six but anyway Mm -hmm. he was in la by the time he was a a young adult like hanging out with the pussy posse totally of leonardo and the idea that kevin connelly was getting pussies just offensive to me it's very deep level yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know why like even it's because he has no talent (laughs) like i'd rather see ethan suple who's another member of the pussy i don't even know i would like to see uh, he's the fat guy in american history grimace of the pussy posse That's like for some reason, I don't mind the idea of him getting pussy. I mind the idea of Kevin Connolly getting pussy way more than Ethan Suplay for some reason. Wow. Oh, yeah. um, so my first, well, because he's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's a talent not. thing. Yeah. It's a talent thing. Yeah. Um, so my first thought was that uh, E is directing this movie because, like. John Gotti, in his like very immature mind, yeah. John Gotti, this tough New York guy who's yeah. flashy, and, yeah, yeah, and, you yeah. know, he's tough and he's lives by. He code. got nice suits. <laughs> he got yeah. a beautiful watch. He got a beautiful life. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> and my first thought, I thought was that e, that uh, E wants people to associate. Him. Uh, him with John Gotti when he tells him that he's from New York. Like, this is the kind of guy that I am. This is what being from New York means. Yeah. You're street smart, you know? It's my city. Yeah. yeah. So that was my first thought. But then my other thought was, what if he, like, got into this uh, movie and then he realized that, like, it's all based on the life rights of, of uh, John Gotti Jr.? Right. So I'm sure... Like, he probably has the actual Gambino family members, like, up his ass. Totally. Ma- making sure he makes, like, a movie that they like. Yeah. So then my other thought was, like, well, maybe he was not such a d- douchebag, like I've always thought. Maybe he just, like, got stuck in the situation where he has to make this shitty movie. Uh, otherwise, he gets his ass kicked by the mob. I love the idea that he just got mixed up with the mob. <laughs> yeah. Because even that is cliche. Like, his whole <laughs> life is just a series of shitty cliches. Like, he's, even his life is an original. Yeah. That's wonderful. I but, mean, it feels like this was a rejected pitch for, like, season four of Entourage. Right. They're like, Vinny Chase gets the John Gotti movie. Yeah, yeah And right. then Entourage rapped, and he was like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. 
it's really hard for me to separate uh, E from his entourage character. Yeah, yeah, like, literally. That's why I call yeah. me. Um, <laughs> it, it's actually because his entourage character was was the only one who was at least slightly likable that was the weird thing they always tried to make him likable but then that guy had no natural charisma right so you're like why is this guy the likable character right so I, this guy's a piece of shit so, so that's the thing is like i have always separated him from his character because right. i knew he was in the pussy posse because i was like that guy is definitely a worse scumbag than anyone on the show this is why this is the entire reason that i always hated entourage because like if you watch a todd phillips movie like even at his worst like todd phillips at least knows that you play up the unlikable aspects uh-huh. of your broy characters right. because like that's kind of how they they are right. like, he actually kind of got shit for it and i was kind of like no that's yeah, like Hangover Two. I'm like, no, that's kind of how those guys are supposed to be. Like, right. it should be a little dark, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then Entourage. It's like it takes these guys who are clearly scumbags, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh no, wouldn't it be cool to be like these guys? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like it's like a guy who's never had other guy friends making yeah. a movie about like a group of male friends. It's like a guy who fucking literally owns a haters gonna hate T-shirt <laughs> yeah, and yeah. walks around in public with it. Yeah. Yeah, like it's 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 literally fuck the haters. The TV show. Yeah, it's there, and there's no stakes at all. Yeah. I, I watched the first season, and in retrospect, the only reason I liked it was I was living in LA at the times before I moved to New York. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, that's the place I go to get coffee. Like, yeah, yay, it's on TV. <laughs> like it was yeah. like kind of exciting in that sense, but it, there's just absolutely no stakes. Well, I mean, no. Nothing ever goes wrong. I remember, not only no, like yeah. so uh, everybody harps on the no stakes thing, which I think is a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. But I. Uh, I think I could still accept it for not having stakes, except for the fact that the characters are just, there's like nothing, there's like nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what you're supposed to see in any of them. Vinny Chase is super unlikable. Yeah. E is like, E is like a drag on the uh, the other unlikable character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Turtle, his entire character is like, oh, he drives a car and uh, like they're ripping on him because he likes shoes. Yeah, and right. He's like a driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then there's Johnny Drama, who's like old and sad. Old and sad. At, at least at least with Johnny Drama's character on the show, like he he had uh, an arc. Like you actually <laughs> you felt for him. He's like, okay, he lives in the shadow of his more successful. They brother. were actively yeah. making fun of him for the things that he is. And he was right, he exactly. was absurd. He was it, an absurd character. Right. At least at least he had that. I mean, and then you had Jeremy Piven playing himself, and we're <laughs> yeah. supposed to. I, I love Jay Piv as an actor. I gotta say, I know. I think I think he's a great actor. Yeah, he seems he, like the biggest piece of shit ever but right. he, he's the only one on that show that could act right well him yeah. and lloyd lloyd was pretty good which one's lloyd the oh lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah, yeah 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 he was good too but man like that show i liked the first season i remember i watched it and i was like oh i like it because of happy feelings yeah yeah and, and yeah i watched like, the first season i was like yeah all right yeah. I'll, I'll and then and then i was after a while i was like i was i would like them to fail at some point <laughs> right, please right. fail and they never fail Everything goes good for them, or even when they go bad, they're just like, whatever. At a certain point, you have that moment of realization where it it kind of feels like waking up uh, like after a a shameful sexual experience. Yeah. Like, why the fuck am I still watching this show? Yeah. 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 It it just felt bad after a while because I knew it was bad. Yeah. But anyways. So and then so, so he made this movie that feels like a perfect collection of cutscenes from a movie that would be in an entourage. Exactly. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie isn't actually supposed to be made. It's like the shitty uh what is it? Uh uh Aquaman. Pop yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aquaman, well, Aquaman or Pablo Escobar one, movie right? that yeah, they made. Escobar. That was like 
that was seen at the time as the most absurd right. possible thing that could happen. Like, right. Vinny Chase gets the dumbest superhero movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, now like, they're making Here Aquaman. we live in yeah. Aquaman land. Well, yeah. Do you have a four loco over there? Oh, yeah. That's the original recipe. Yeah. It's not for drinking. Uh, I mean, it's for, I had it, I had it in my bar, and I got rid of so many stuff, so many things that were in my old yeah, bar. You moved, and I moved to Four Loko. with a Four Loko. Well, I had the one can. I was like, I got room for one can. It's what am I going to do with it's it? It's very on brand. You are <laughs> incredibly yeah, on is. brand. Well, look, it's a little bit nostalgic. Sure. That used to be our podcast fuel. Oh yeah, yeah. I we listened would, to those early episodes. We would drink a Four Loko during the broadcast, which seems insane. And you would yell at each other. <laughs> Well, have you ever drank a Four Loko? No, I, that came out after I got <laughs> don't, sober. No, yeah, don't, I, I, I will never experience it. I used to, uh, my, my friend and I had, uh, we found a liquor store one day. We were going to see a movie in New York. We were going to see uh, Unstoppable, the uh-huh. Denzel Washington. There's this train like, and train. nobody could stop nobody this could stop train. It. It's <laughs> unstoppable. New York City, my city. <laughs> my train. My train. <laughs> hey. Uh, and we stopped. I run them. this town. <laughs> We uh, found a liquor store that it was right after the Four Loko uh, ban had gone through. And this one liquor store just had like 20 of them. Yeah. So we just grabbed an armful and we would uh, take them to go watch every Nicolas Cage movie that came out <laughs> and uh, all of the Fast and Furious. I love that oh, they nice. banned it. It's really the lewds of our time. Yeah. It's so dumb. Like, like you're telling me, I can just go into a bar and order a, a, an Irish coffee and it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. I, but I think it's because uh, I, like people were just wiling out because even the name made you feel like you needed to <laughs> yeah. while out yeah, and right. a lot of the adults in the room were just like oh these kids they can't control them so they're getting loco and then they decided <laughs> yeah. to ban it and then yeah but they still sell it and every once in a while i would go to the liquor store across the street from my house in san francisco and there'd be like a vagrant buying for a loco yeah and i was just so confused by that because i mean i guess at this point their competitors are like Mad Dog 2020 and cocaine, <laughs> but there's no caffeine in it. They were buying uncaffeinated yeah. Four Loko. Oh, like I get buying caffeinated Four Loko. Maybe they're just out of the loop. Yeah, did you I feel like know. you should go up to them and be like, guys? Hey, I kind of did. Just to let you know, I really did. I was like, you know that there's no booze in this, right? I mean, that there's no caffeine in this. That's crazy. They took out the caffeine. Yeah, yeah. you can't. You just pour like a grip of no dose into sure. the fucking. But you could do that in something that tastes not as bad. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's true. really disgusting. It's, it's so one of the worst tasting things that has ever been made. I never, I never understood it. But did they have a four loco ten at the food and no, wine classic? No, they did not. They did not. Although I was there with Bloom. I don't know if so. I don't know if the cores used to own Sparks or if the PR person had just had used to work for the company that made Sparks, but. They had worked on the Sparks team, which was the same as Four Loko. Oh, I had Sparks. Yeah, yeah. Those so they orange, were, were talking about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Good times. Yeah. Um. So what was some of your favorite? Like some of my favorite lines in this movie. Sure. Is when um. So John Gotti at one point, like one of the biggest events of his life was his neighbor was just like driving through the neighborhood, and John Gotti Gotti's kid was riding a mini bike and like darted out in front of him, and he hit the kid with his car and killed him. And so then, and then the neighbor disappeared, and apparently, like they dissolved him in a, in a vat of acid. Yeah, they killed him. Well, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So where they killed the neighbor, they killed yeah, the neighbor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which feels like a very important moment in uh, the life of John Gotti because it right. just shows like what it must have been like to like live next to that guy. Like even when he was at the dentist, like can you imagine like telling 
John Gotti that like you gotta we pull got a tooth. We got to do a root canal, and you're just like, oh, they'll never find you. They'll <laughs> yeah. never find you. Like you fuck body. up his crown, and then yeah. you know you're in a vat of acid. Yeah. Or exactly. if you're the doctor that has to, I'm tell the him, king. Never fuck up my crown. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That could have been a lot. You should have written, really, yeah. written this. The movie. movie felt like it was written by a bot. Like if they fed them 200 hours of mafia movies, yeah. and then they put it together, and it's just like. It's just nothing but cliches. It's beautiful. And so then the line when... Uh, so they didn't actually show any of this. They showed a news report from the time describing how he killed his neighbor, which is a choice. It's a shitty choice. It's a bad choice. It's like... it's a, it, it, like, it Just in terms of knowing the type of guy you're dealing with in a movie, that seems like an important thing, especially given the fact that he actually... The neighbor didn't just like kill him and be like, well, fuck that shit. Sorry, bro. And like walk away high-fiving his friends. Like he apologized. He got scared. And then eventually he gets murdered. It's like, like knowing that he made the conscious choice to kill his neighbor who accidentally killed his child. Now, obviously... That's something a mobster would do. But uh-huh. why would you not? Why would that be a side note <laughs> right. in the fucking movie? Yeah. Unless. Has, has he never seen The Sopranos? That's the weirdest thing about it. The Sopranos exists. You know, all of right, these scenarios right, right. in which you put a mafia a mafioso in have been discussed on The Sopranos. Right. Maybe add some nuance to the character. <laughs> Maybe yeah. make it a movie. Like, why am I watching it? Some other And the answer was... shouldn't be, because John Gotti's the boss. <laughs> That's not a that good was, reason. That was the answer to everything. Yeah. Well, why is this happening? Because he's the boss and the boss does what the boss wants mm-hmm. to do. They should have Tony Danza play him. I, literally, I, I, the fact Who? that they landed. Tony Danza? Who? To- the boss? Who's Tony boss? Danza? Who's He's the boss? Oh, Tony. Tony. Tony Danza. That was a fun bit. That was a great <laughs> Definitely bit. keep that in. I didn't know I didn't know where to go with that. Put that, at, like, the, put that at the top of the yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be the teaser. That'll be I'll put Can that in the Can you put that beginning. in the meta tags? Uh-huh. Yes. I can't believe that they they cast John Travolta to play him. Oh, but that was the best. To play part. Tony Danza? So, no who? <laughs> <laughs> It's like our own shitty who's on first. It's like the worst who's on first. Uh, who's, who's walking here? Yeah, yeah. Who's walking here? Um, <laughs> like, can I interject a controversial opinion? Which is, uh, so I haven't seen the movie. You uh-huh. guys yeah. both yeah. have. Uh-huh. I mean, you have. Only, I've you only have. seen, yeah, I've yeah. seen the trailer. Yeah. So I guess I've seen the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's currently at zero percent on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. which is pretty rare. Yeah. 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 It doesn't feel that bad. Oh. Like it seems like it's bad, well, obviously, see, but it is, doesn't seem like it's like I really I've level seen bad. Much worse movies. Uh, sure, sure. I, but that's the thing about Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't mean that it's the worst movie. It just means that it, it's unanimously not very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but he, th- that's my point. Is that other movies that are like demonstrably terrible? Yeah, there are still like one or two people from like ScreenFarts.biz yeah. who were like, I loved it, just yeah. to yeah. get their name on the poster right. or get go to a I junket. Mean, I'll, I'll say this: I liked it better than Three Billboards. Wow, wow! I haven't seen Three Billboards. But... I've seen thirty minutes of Three Billboards and turned it off because it is not good. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, what a piece of shit. Well, that yeah. was, uh, the, I mean, I give credit to uh, to the movie for being watchable. Uh, like it's not. not, not yeah. I'm talking about Gotti. It's Gotti's, compellingly bad. It's compellingly bad. It's like The Room. It's like you 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 know you're watching a disaster, but. I mean, from the first scene. From, yeah. I mean, the first scene it is John Travolta <laughs> looking into the camera. Breaking the for- fucking fourth wall immediately. And he's like, hey, I'm the boss. <laughs> In this life, some people 
are walking there, <laughs> and some people are walking here. <laughs> I did both. <laughs> I'm walking here and there, and everywhere, running her hands through my hair. Each one believing that love never dies. Watching their eyes and knowing I'm always walking here. This feels like uh, at the end of uh, Raging Bull when Jake LaMotta becomes a lounge act. Yeah. Like that could be Jake LaMotta's lounge act. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a character, a new character called uh, Don Lennon. <laughs> so he's uh, the Italian Beatle. <laughs> hey, Jules. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it, from Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> Eleanor Rigby died in a vat of acid, and we buried her in the. Hey. <laughs> no one ever said I was good at this. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, like it opens up and immediately we were laughing and, <laughs> yeah. and we got a few in a way that i was like embarrassed to to be with matt because <laughs> it was, he was very loud so funny i mean i were other people laughing or were you no no oh, and, God. i think they were there unironically they yeah. were there unironically and they laughed at the like at the jokes of the movie <laughs> and it made me so mad i was like you fucking idiots you fucking imbeciles how can you there part of me goes like if you walked out of that movie and was like hey you know i learned a thing or two about being the boss like you should immediately (laughs) just be fucking cattle prodded and just fucking dropped in a hole yeah i cannot abide that level of stupidity Mm -hmm. where like to me there's a cross section people who liked Gotti, people who vote voted for trump right i was gonna bring that up that was gonna be my next point yeah yeah, well because i mean uh yeah there you go uh (laughs) so matt chrisman former broadcast guest uh chapo guy Mm -hmm. he was making the point that it's like the trumpiest movie ever And and i had the same thought when i was watching it which is that like you idolize this guy solely because he has like the vague appearance of power and money and he's on TV a lot. Yeah. And like that's, there's, there's literally nothing else to admire about yeah. Gotti. Yeah. Show so, your face. Don't ever hide being a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Be an outward piece of shit. And this was made by, or apparently made by, unless he was being threatened, his life was being threatened, made by someone who apparently admired the guy. Yeah, it's so clear. It's so clear. He kept showing fucking like stock footage of a bunch of like fucking like just Guido fucking Italian American townies. Like, hey, you know, when he was here, he kept the streets safe. He kept all the punks off the street. And now the street is just filled with punks. I'm <laughs> positive he's talking about Mexicans, yeah, Puerto Ricans, yeah, blacks. Sure. Like, now there's punks everywhere. Before, now, the only people... Now who, the Moulinians is controlling the drug trade. <laughs> yeah. Now it's nothing but moolies. And it's yeah. like, wow, cool. Cool message, fucking <laughs> E from Entourage, you fucking imbecile. And then, and then MoviePass came out with a thing today, like a promo video for Gotti, which was like 0% on Rotten Tomato. Or they said critics put the hit out on Gotti. Wait, uh, wait. Gotti actually, the, the they marketed this themselves? No, they own, they they paid for it. They produced yeah. part of. They, they were, produced a haters gonna hate video. Yes, they yeah. absolutely did. Oh and so, and it, said, so it said, 
Critics put a hit out on Gotti, and then there was a big title screen that says, "Who are you gonna trust, yourself or a bunch of or a troll behind a keyboard, or a bunch of Jews? <laughs> Get your Shylock in order." <laughs> That's the yeah. thing they say a lot. I don't know yeah. what it means, but you they were say supposed it. to be my consigliere. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love... And he stabbed I've, me in the back. I have never seen a, a mafia movie or TV show or anything where the lead character mentions being in the mafia so much. <laughs> he literally... Talk, he's like... It, 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 like usually they're like this thing of Oz or the life and they say that a couple yeah. of times but multiple times is like you know the thing about us being in the La Cosa Nostra and it's like stop <laughs> no I one... don't think anyone has ever said the thing about us yeah. being in La Cosa yeah, Nostra yeah it's is. like the thing about the mafia which I of course am in uh, <laughs> is that you you never talk First rule of Mafia Club, don't talk about Mafia Club, which we are all members. It's like, you fucking moron. Because there's nothing but fucking bugs everywhere. There's nothing but, it, like, your your all your wires are fucking tapped. And I always thought John Gotti was, like, the uh, fifth... Um, the fifth... Uh, Beetle. No, uh, multiple. The fifth Michael Keaton in multiplicity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like there was real mob bosses, and then there was like this sort of sad echo who seemed to have uh, like uh, modeled himself after like mob movies. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, exactly. And like immediately got arrested because like you can't do that in real life. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's it's fucking it's fucking insane that they look at this character with anything other than like derision. Yeah. He's a fucking and even, moron. And yeah, and even among like the mob bosses, like I always thought that John or from what I understood, he ruined the mob. He was like the dumb one who kind of fucked everything yeah. up. Like he was like I'm just going to kill everybody and and like fuck fuck everybody over and, and it's going to be great cuz I got Anna and I dress nice, you know, and then it didn't work out for him very yeah, well. By the time like the fucking eighties were rolling around, like the big fucking mafia uh, fucking money maker at one point was a, like a credit card scam, you know. Like, and and that, that's not to say that they didn't make millions of dollars off of credit card scams, but like, you know, the mafia was was dying. So him just going around like I, I still get to kill whoever I want, right? Okay, yeah. good. It's like and the idea so. Since we've seen The Sopranos and like Donnie Brasco and things that are more realistic depictions of it, at this point, I think we understand that the way they made their money was nothing like extremely clever or, right. you know, maybe back in the day when they were building Vegas, they had some ideas. Right. But by the late 80s, it was basically like you went to a store and like you beat them up. Yeah. And you said, okay, well, now you owe us protection money. Yeah, it's like, you want to stop uh, stop hitting yourself. Yeah, like, stop it's, hitting it's yourself. basically the why you're hitting yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, business plan. Yeah, it's it's not honorable at all. And it's, you know, it's never never quite been honorable. But at least back in the fucking early 20th century, you could be like, well, the police weren't protecting them. So, yeah. you know, these mob bosses maybe were a sort of secondary police force. At least you could kind of make that argument. In the 80s? <laughs> in the 80s it's just a bunch of fucking oh it's so and then, that's why I like Donnie Brasco where he's in uh, Red's house Al Pacino and he's like trying to jimmy coins out of the parking meter cause yeah. I'm like that's and that was a real story cause that's what it was it was basically like trying to trying to make money in a shady way yeah like in any way yeah yeah just dumb dumb ways to cut corners it's yeah. like and just so that you could fucking give a percentage uh most of your money to a to a higher up boss it's so fucking dumb it, in the sopranos at one point chris moltisanti goes like 
it's almost a futile fucking enterprise. <laughs> and it's right. He's like, there's really no point in being in it other than kind of having this like this family, this clique. Protection. You got to have the protection. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's no real reason to do it. You know, it's it's it, so if this movie to be that not self-aware was it's it's a feat in and of itself. <laughs> really, it really, it really is. is like zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes is a feat. And, you know, they should be celebrated for that. Mm hmm. In you know, in a way, I guess. I am in the mafia. But don't hold, he's tell up nobody. His, he's holding up his beer, everyone. Yeah, cheers. You guys knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you could sense it. <laughs> One day we'll be on Twitch. Uh, yeah, that was the that was by far the most impressive part. And I definitely, if E hasn't made an alt right turn yet, oh, I feel like it's coming. Oh yeah, sure. sure. I bet he's more like a weird like bitcoin guy like a yeah. weird like bitcoin libertarian which True. is there's, kind of the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, there's there, a venn diagram there, there. yeah there's an intersection but yeah. it's uh yeah i don't think he he seems like a dude that doesn't give a shit enough about actual social issues to have like a real opinion on them he's right. just like yeah yeah oh guy i know was like hey check out the bitcoins mm -hmm. yeah he might be a superficial democrat yeah you know, he probably like has a, been hanging like out with ivanka trump he's been hanging out with leo enough to know that you talk about global warming yeah. when you want to get right laid. yeah 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 he cuts the six-pack rings with scissors <laughs> right yeah, yeah right but then drives a hummer the, mm -hmm. the turning point will be when he eventually gets me tooed and well, he kind of already did. Oh, he did. Like in a very small way, not in that way. But so he had e like E two. E two. No E two. Oh E E two E two E two. That's yeah, brilliant. Um, that mm. so he had a run in with like Katie Nolan from Fox Sports uh -huh. uh, a few years ago. Like she. She said something about him, and then she and then she got a like DM with him, and uh and. And she was talking about how she just had a crush on him, which is super weird. It makes me think less of her in a small way. But um, totally. so she she posted like a screen cap of him DMing her to her like Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Pretty innocuous. Yeah. And then even the commenters weren't like that. No one really said anything that bad about. Well, what was the DM? Uh, it was just like, I don't know. It was like, just, show me tits. No, it, it wasn't. Why I do it it wasn't anything crazy. It was just like, hey, she was just excited that she got DM'd by Eve from Entourage, which yeah. fair. And so she posted it, and like people commented on it, and no one was like, no one was being that mean about it, right? Like not as mean as I would have been about fucking Eve from Entourage, right? But apparently he saw it, and then he immediately like flipped out, Yelled and at not her. only like got mad at her, uh -huh. but started um, like started looking through the people who had commented on it and being like oh yeah whatever dave your wife is like a fat pig and shit like that and like going real going real deep like went nuclear we, really fast we call that damage control <laughs> it works 100 percent of the time you go into the comment section you find individuals and you just make it worse <laughs> Oh man. Well, that's yeah. I guess that's not totally me tooing though. I mean, like, I, yeah. But you could see how he could get me me tooed real easily. It's interesting. At this point, Entourage is just me too. Yeah. It's just nothing but me too's really. Yeah. Um. Because you you yeah that show is is disgusting. Um. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he'll make an alt right turn eventually. It happens, you know. As soon as you get ripped on enough by intellectuals. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah, look at Stephen Miller. It happened to him early. Yeah. And his whole path was set in yeah. life. And now he's putting Where'd you grow? children in cages. Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. And you're from Culver City. I'm from here. So you guys never... I was born in Culver City. Culver City. My city. My city. <laughs> it's a city within a city. We have a Pacific Theaters. We have Sony Pictures. But the number one thing we have is honor <laughs> and the coffee bean on Overland and Washington. I feel like growing up in Southern California, at the very least, it inoculates you from ever doing that thing that people from the East Coast do where it's like... Hey, Tony, do you believe this over here is a freaking Starbucks? This used to be Dave's porno <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it's not here anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, just complaining. We're always like, this used to be a Chipotle. <laughs> like, it's just nothing but chains. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing I forgot. They, they abuse the language of the mafia so much. They keep saying use. They say yeah. use yeah. In, yeah. In, in times when I'm pretty sure use is not used. Yeah. I'm pretty sure use is plural. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first of all, use is plural. It's always like use guys, and then, uh, but he, she was like, uh, he was like, I love you, and she's like, I love use too. No, <laughs> yeah. no, she wouldn't say that. No one, like that's like immediately you'd be like, are you a spy? Like what the fuck? It's like it, in Glorious Bastards where he right, does yeah, the yeah, wrong. He does the three the yeah. wrong way. Yeah, it's not how we say use. It's an outsider. Yeah. Let's you, get him. Let's get him. Dissolve them in the vat of acid. Put Ow. a belt around his neck. Make it look like he was jerking <laughs> off. We're going to go Anthony Bourdain style. Oh, my God. I call so... it a Bourdain necktie. <laughs> Parts unknown. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he would have won. He would have loved yeah, those he would. jokes. He re- I really believe that he would I believe have. he would have, too. Yeah. He would have been a good friend of ours. Uh, um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about this week. Mm. New Yorker critic. No, Anthony no. Lane uh-huh. got caught in a thirst trap, uh-huh. which is The Incredibles 2. And apparently, what? there's a lot of people on the internet who are super horny for Elastigirl. Real? Wait, was he horny for Elastigirl? He sounds like he's a little bit horny for Elastigirl. Wow. And he expresses it, it, expresses it in the most New Yorker way possible, where it's like, it's like pervy, but also confusing and, and yeah. not really accurate. Like their cartoons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll read you. Like, I'll, even when they come, people read it and write for the New Yorker are like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they just well, all, they all sound like fucking that. whenever Michael Barbaro on, on uh, The Daily is interviewing someone, occasionally he's just like, huh, that's them coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll get. This is going to be long-winded because it's the New Yorker, but I feel like I have to give it context. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to give it a little bit of context before we get to the truly thirsty part, just yeah. so you can understand what the fuck he's even talking about. Mm-hmm. That tint of ethical nostalgia is reminiscent of Spielberg in his Bridge of Spies mode, and it consorts neatly with the decor of the new film. Yet I was reminded in the process of the cultural events that have intervened between The Incredibles and its equally zippy, pro- equally zippy successor. 
First came Mad Men, which boasted its own range of period accoutrements, but which choked out yearning for the suits, the smokes, the frocks, the whiskey tumblers, the Sinatra albums, and the rest of the gear by reminding us of the society that they once adorned with its oppressions, both casual and institutional. Okay, that is a completely useless clause. Yeah, uh, what is happening? And its half-concealed despairs. Incredibles 2 can scarcely own up to those, not with young children in the audience, but what it can do, even without stating the dilemma, is to offer a solution. Hence the sight of Helen, accelerating off to work, away from her justly abandoned man, in her black mask, her long tall boots, and her empowering outfit, as tight as a second skin. Wow. <laughs> he's, he's heating up, don't worry about yeah. it. Oh my god. Which brings us to the other event. Take your seat at any early evening screenings of Incredibles 2 in the coming days. Listen carefully, and you may just hear a shifty sound, as of parents squirming awkwardly besides their enraptured offspring. And why, kids? Because mommy just leaned over to daddy and whispered, is it just me or does Mrs. Incredible kind of look like Anastasia in Fifty Shades of Grey? First of all. What the what? fuck? First of all, people like Elastigirl because she's got like 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 disproportionately large like thighs and butt. Yeah, and like right. And that, and that, I don't know if you've seen Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. You know, Dakota Johnson, beautiful girl, looks Nothing <laughs> fucking like Elastigirl. Yeah. Like not even <laughs> remotely similar. It's a weird projection to make. She doesn't look like a cartoon. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, That's... he's he's trying to make a comparison to why he's getting horny over Elastigirl, and yeah. the first thing is like, well, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey also made me horny. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, what? That doesn't okay. Huh? Um, <laughs> uh, Anastasia and Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, the girl in the red room with the whips and all. And Daddy just rested his cooling soda firmly in his lap and, like Mr. Incredible, tried very hard to think of algebra. What the fuck? As for how Daddy will react later on... He during- keeps repeating Daddy, <laughs> and it is blowing my mind. This is, is this, this is all a joke. No, oh 100% real. And as for how Daddy will react later on, during the scene in which Helen and the husky-voiced Evelyn unwind and simply talk, woman to woman, I hate to think... But watch out for flying popcorn. What the fuck? First of all. From boners? Yeah. yeah apparently. How but, the fuck? I don't know how he comes. It just feels like he, he doesn't know how sex works. He comes works. popcorn do, like do the film, rest of us. Do film critics, Vince, do film critics come, come popcorn? popcorn. Uh, I No, I don't believe. I, I certainly don't. You just come the unpopped kernels. <laughs> I, yeah, you, just, you have to pop them yourself. <laughs> I get it. It's more, more of a milk dud comer. Oh. <laughs> It's like my black heart. I'm more of a bunch of crunch guy. <laughs> yeah. It's just very, it's very New Yorker where you're like, have you had sex before? So like the only frame of reference you have for a thing that makes you horny, number one, is Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. Number two, yeah. what horny looks like is putting a cold soda next to your dick and trying to think of algebra. And then you get a boner so hard that popcorn, popcorn flies everywhere. Yeah, this is very much like a middle schooler. I mean, to me, that's that's uh, like, how what kind of yakety sacks ass way of coming. That this? is some weird fucking middle school version of being horny, where you're just like, you guys remember Lola Bunny from from Space Jam, and she had the short shorts. Oh fuck, that was so hot. I want to eat Skittles out of her pussy. And you're just like, cool. Does he oh. have popcorn in his soda? I yeah. <laughs> He's mixing metaphors, mixing yeah. snack metaphors. Yeah, that's how there. horny he is. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's that's crazy. I want to say kudos to him uh-huh. for at least uh, for taking such a public platform, a, a public stance on uh, being attracted to cartoons. I mean, 
I don't know if you guys go to Pornhub a lot, but like, there's always these like uh, ads on the side that just show like fucking Lois from Family Guy with her tits out, and you're just like, "Who's this for?" <laughs> right. And then you're like, "It's for this. It's guy. for this guy." Yeah. Okay. The best thing is the New Yorker had two reviews mm-hmm. of The Incredibles too. Yeah. One is about the guy who's horny for Elastigirl, uh-huh. which is weird because I mean, you don't want a girl that's stretchy. Stretch. Yeah. Right. You want a tight. You don't. You know what I'm saying? You want a tight little pussy. <laughs> Uh, and then the other review come together (laughs) right now by richard brody who also i don't know why he has a job uh over me okay i'm sorry it's all about how it's uh it's actually fascist it's actually fascist. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What's fascist? Uh, just the the plot of the Incredibles too. Oh, I haven't. I, I, haven't, I don't seen know it. the plot. Is the plot yeah, fascist? Not really. Superheroes in general are a fascist kind of. Yeah. Concept, well, but, uh, yes, exactly. That's but, why I like Kickass because it's like, yeah, superheroes are kind of fucking fascist yeah, and weird. Right. But like this one specifically is fascist. Yeah. It's uh. It's all about authoritarianism apparently. Huh. Yeah. It did. Did it? Uh, what's the Rotten Tomato score on Incredibles? I think it's like in the nineties. Okay, it's not. It's not a full hundred percent. No, because of people like survey says horny, horny for Elastigirl. It's ninety four. <laughs> yeah. Damn man, that's fucking good for him. Sure. Yeah. Are people mad He's about out there. it? He's putting it out there. They're mad, but I feel like they're mad for the wrong reasons, which is which always happens with sex, where they're like, and, and it sounds media. like they're shaming him for being horny. Oh, that's fucked up. Where I'm like, dude, be horny, like be horny. own your like own own your own your horn dog. Yeah, or, own your sexuality. But Just don't part, choke yourself. The part where you think coming involves like spilling popcorn and thinking about algebra and pouring a soda pop on your crotch. Yeah, that's weird. That is not. Look, you take the PC out of popcorn, you get porn. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. wow. Oh, that's a deep one. That is a deep one. Wow. Well, good for them. Yeah. Um, did we, uh, so. Oh, I did. I, I'm, I'm, I'm debating whether to talk about Chris Hardwick. Oh, I mean, now Man. you brought it up. Yeah. It's too late. It's too late. Is it too soon or too late? Uh-huh. You never know. Why do you got to single him out? It's me. It's, <laughs> oh, this guy with the puns. It's me too He's like late. Rapunzel. <laughs> Me too late. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you stepped on. It. Well, you stepped on yeah. it, and now. Um, so I, I, I am happy to see. I was really happy to see Chris Hardwick get dragged, but not because I knew that he was. A, well, I don't know. There's this thing that happens when a guy's revealed with the with a, the, uh, to be a creep, where mm-hmm. you're like, I always knew something was wrong with that guy, which is true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always knew there was something up with that guy. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't necessarily think he was a sexual creep. I mean, it was one of I those. I thought he was a pandering douchebag. But. Yeah, it was one of those things where, as soon as uh, you know, it's it's like, oh, really? The guy who who uh, the professional nerd panderer <laughs> yeah, yeah. who dates cosplay girls <laughs> has some sexual issues uh-huh. like as a sexual predator like you don't say i mean not to say that there aren't like nerds who are not fucking sexual predators i just think it takes a special type to be on a hit tv show in the 90s and then have a second act like talking about what a nerd yeah you right are. yeah like anyone that can own that level of dissonance yeah that's not there's something up like you know like I, when i go to a hat store <laughs> and i put on a hat i was talking about this earlier with someone like I can't wear a cool hat because I get imposter syndrome. Sure. Because like I'm like ah oh, this is not my persona. Yeah. I'm like yeah, I yeah. look good in that hat, but I that can't be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Hardwick seems like the type of guy 
Who wears the who hat. Who is just completely immune to imposter syndrome. Right. Because he, he has a fucking book cover where he has nerd written on his knuckles. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, you were on a hit TV show in the 90s. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's. Because you like video games? Fuck off. Yeah. Especially since like now at this point, like nerd culture has been fucking like the mainstream culture for a yeah. while now. So, but I mean. I'm just, I'm just happy to see the pendulum swing to its proper proper position where nerds are are recognized as being creepy uh yeah like anyone who ever played fucking tomb raider knew knew that nerd being a nerd was not yeah uh, nerd culture is just so heavily focused on like the male gaze and just like being and commerce in general right which is like it's like the nerd gaze is focused on commodifying things so of course they're gonna like commodify and rate women. Like mm-hmm. it fits the entire persona. Yeah. yeah. And it, it also just, you know, shows that the how pervasive emotional abuse and physical abuse is and how difficult it is to actually like come out and talk about it. Yeah. And- yeah, reading that uh, thing that you wrote was like yeah. I was like fuck and even after you read that when you talk about people who were like oh yeah he totally had her blacklisted like it's one thing to be shitty to uh, your girlfriend but then to like try and make sure that they don't get hired like it's always I always feel like the cover up is worse than the act because you know we've all been creepy in some ways mm-hmm. and like have been pervy like that part I sort of understand we're right. like oh yeah I probably like went you know too far or something or yeah, you know, got too thirsty, and and you're like, oh, I feel bad. But the part feel where bad jacking off to that cartoon, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the part where you like, you get rejected. Like usually when I get rejected, I'm like, ah, yeah, that makes sense. But the thing where you get rejected and then you lash out and like try to make sure the other person doesn't get hired or that they suffer work consequences, that shit is crazy to me. Yeah, and yeah. that's part of the like ingrained misogynist culture is yeah. That, yeah. that it's easy for him to do that. The fact that he was able. Yes. To call up other agencies or whatever and be like, hey, don't, or have his assist, he had his assistant mm-hmm. do it, which is even crazier. And a the female that, assistant. The fact that the assistant has up, to do it. And then the fact and that like, people. Don't hire this girl because she's bad. Yeah. And people were like, okay. Like, just. She doesn't touch my wiener anymore. I feel like it, if I ever got a call from someone who was like, don't ever hire this girl, I'd be like, you did something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, what are you covering yeah. up? Like, Yeah, I just can't imagine that I would be like, oh, really? Okay. Sure. But who knows? Maybe, fuck. The king of nerds has decreed this. Right. Who am I to say? Yeah. 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 Like, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, we didn't need him before. Yeah. Yeah. I love how everyone, like the whole innocent and proven until proven guilty. Everyone assumes everything is a trial. Everyone is just like, oh, well, now I guess anyone could just say anything. And it's just like anyone... It yeah. could always no. Just say, people shouldn't yeah. get smeared for shit. Oh, and, for sure. And, and and like relationship stuff is all you know. There's always two sides. But I think I don't know. But just hearing the people come out who are like third party and we're like, oh yeah, he totally tried to blackball that girl. I'm right. Like, well, all right. Yeah. Fuck exactly. <laughs> exactly. As soon as it, it's just like, well, there it is. Yeah. I have a friend that briefly dated Chris Hardwick. Oh and- no. She said that he would like make her like they would do like sexy like FaceTime kind of things uh-huh. and. He made her stand six feet away from the computer. Sure. So that he was sure she wouldn't be doing like screenshots. 
Wow, they were like interesting. Huh. So like cool. He definitely had like the the parts of her allegations that are talking about being con- controlling, as controlling, fuck. and yeah. yeah, just like and assuming that and yeah, super paranoid, paranoid about and fame hoary. Like, his shocking. level of fame, which is like no one, yeah. no one cares about your dick pics, dude. Yeah. Like <laughs> right. no one, no one is googling Chris Hardwick dick pic. Ooh, someone might. Or be. they are now. I, you are on your computer. Yeah. <laughs> someone, <laughs> like someone is googling it right now, and I'm watching it happen. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got oh, some. Hold on, hold on, Sorry, hold on. I, I I have a a quick story uh, of a thing that happened that I feel somewhat responsible for. Okay. All right? okay. Okay. So since we're theme is apologies. Oh yeah, but this isn't. I didn't. Uh, I I just want to point out I did not rape anybody. <laughs> no, this is Jesus. That was. I, you guys should have laughed more. Um, no, this is uh, about uh, someone who heard. Okay, so heard a joke on. The broadcast. I'm pretty sure. So, the one of our broadcast. I do listeners, remember you saying that joke on the podcast. Yeah, right. So one one of one of our broadcast listeners quoted or uh, 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 tweeted. I once heard Scott described as quote what plays in a 13 year old kid's head when he gets extra mozzarella sticks. Close quote. And nothing in this world is more accurate. So this guy, you know, he tweets it out to, you know, his... Which I don't blame because sometimes you hear some shit on a podcast and you don't remember exactly where you heard exactly. it. Exactly. And then, yeah, especially since I probably quoted it years ago. Although, when I quoted it and I make a, a habit of this, especially when it's a joke of someone in my comedy scene, I go... uh Dave Thomason has this great joke where blank, you know, I, I'll, I'll say, so no, that's a Dave Thomason joke. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he lives in LA. We could have him on the podcast. I know. I yeah. thought about inviting him. I was just talking to him, uh, and about this situation. So he tweets this and it goes fucking viral. It goes viral without attribution. And, uh, he, and then, uh, uh, it, you know, goes through the entire fucking, you know, cycle, which is like people going, this is hilarious and great to like people being like, Hey, this is Dave Thomason's joke. And he just starts getting fucking ragged on. And so he deletes the tweet and he's like, I deleted the tweet because people were giving me a ton of shit. I didn't know where I heard it. I just knew that I heard it from somewhere. And I thought to be fair, he said, I once heard Scott described as, and then put it in quotes. Right. So to me, he did the best he could do without remembering. Yeah, yeah you don't, where, sometimes you don't remember. Well, yeah, remembering where it came from. Um, and then Questlove, uh, who, uh, you know, the drummer for The Roots, uh, mm-hmm. he uh, did a screenshot of the tweet and posted it on his Instagram. And now it has like 40,000 likes. And once again, <laughs> this guy is now getting... Uh, you know, shit on by people, and it's like it's super fucked up. And when I heard about it, I heard it through Dave Thomason because he posted a screenshot of of uh, of Justin Timberlake writing like ha 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 at like <laughs> at Questlove's screenshot yeah, yeah. of his joke, <laughs> yeah. and he which was, is infuriating. Which is infuriating, you know, because you're like, oh, and and I just that was gonna be his in with Justin Timberlake, yeah, yeah. dude, and, JT, and yeah. I, I saw the guy's uh, Twitter handle was like, oh shit. Number one, that guy follows me and Vince and Jane Harrison. And number two, that guy definitely listens to the broadcast. Number three, I definitely said that joke on the broadcast. It's one of my absolute favorite jokes. And yeah. although I, uh, again, I submit that I gave credit to it because I, I always do. Um, but I immediately I was like, I am responsible for this. <laughs> so I felt bad. Uh, and so now I am just saying uh, that mea culpa, uh, mea culpa for for saying the joke uh, 
I guess in general. Well, uh, we're not going to stop quoting our friends' no. jokes. I'll do one right now. Luke Lockfeld, uh-huh. my favorite joke of his. Yeah. You ever get chased out of your apartment by bees and you think to yourself, see, this is why I'm not getting any pussy. <laughs> that is a great joke. It's a fantastic joke. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 the, the only lesson is like, uh, I guess if you, if you hear a joke on the broadcast that is, you know, attributed to someone, uh, try to remember who it was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, it's, I guess, it's, it's always going to happen. It's always going to happen. He uh, obviously did not mean for it to go viral. And Dave Thomason is absolutely in the right to be. Uh, uh, I mean, he's not even really pissed off about it. At first he was. And then he, you know, realized immediately, like the guy did not, you know, mean for it to fucking go viral. And mm-hmm. he like, you know, forgives everything. Uh but it's like one of those situations where I was like, God damn it. I feel like I started it. Sure. And I, at first, you know, I was just like. Well, it's not like you reached out to have his ex-girlfriend blackballed or anything. No, yeah. No, no, no. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's way worse. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just I just feel bad about it. Because, you know, this guy is getting shit on by people who are like, this is unbelievable. And now your entire tweet history is uh, in question. And it's like, this guy has like fucking 300 followers. <laughs> like, why the fuck are you shitting on this fucking poor guy? And, uh, and I feel bad for uh, Dave because I've been in the situation where... Um, I've been doing a joke for years and then all of a sudden, like Bobby Lee mm-hmm. started doing a joke that's very similar to my joke. There's no way he could have seen my joke. Uh, the only way he could have stolen it is if someone else saw it and sold him the joke, which I think is like, it seems like it, not a thing. Um, but now that he's doing basically the same joke, every time I do my joke, I feel paranoid that right. someone's in the audience and going like, that's a Bobby Lee joke. Because they're not going to say anything. They're not going to go up to you and be like, um, Bobby Lee does like the same joke. Uh, you know, they'll just be like, fucking joke thief. And now Dave Thompson's worried that when he does that joke, people will say, oh, you stole that from a tweet. Which is oh, like, Questlove said that already. Yeah, right. <laughs> Questlove took a Justin Timberlake laughed at it. <laughs> it just, it's, it, it, it sucks on both sides. So please always attribute stuff and to uh, Questlove. To Questlove. Right, Questlove right. has has written every joke there Gotti, is. Gotti, written by Questlove. <laughs> yeah. And Justin Timberlake. Exactly, exactly. This is my comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> I brought our son into the world. You brought him into the life. The wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potter. Oh, I forgot to say the favorite line, which was uh when what? this kid well other favorite thing that happened yeah. was when he was at his friend's tombstone and he like kissed his hand and put his hand on the tombstone. Oh, yeah. and then, I've never seen that in a movie. That's great. Right? You know, that shows one. that he's paying its respects. That's a good That's way right. to do it yeah. visually. He was, he was a man of respect. Without him turning to the camera and being like, this guy's dead, but I respect the <laughs> yeah. fuck out of him. Oh, he did that also. Yeah, he did both. That yeah. was the thing. This they guy's kept... the boss. <laughs> of the underworld. Instead of instead of like showing and not telling, or telling and not showing, which they do a lot of telling and not showing, they did a mixture of both, where they would show and then they immediately they would say what's happening. <laughs> yeah. and it's like stop. I like that they I'm put touching the grave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like when they put it in the trailer. So this is my one of my favorite moments in the movie, where he's like, "We got the support of all five boroughs, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, Manhattan." <laughs> That he literally just named them all off. And then he closes all five fingers, and then you're like, oh, like a fist. And he goes, that's a fist. And you're like, stop! 
<laughs> Stop saying what you're doing. Yeah, I like that when it was in Gangs of New York. <laughs> and he didn't even have to name every single borough because yeah. that would just be weird. Oh, yeah. oh it's wonderful. It's such a wonderful All five movie. boroughs. Wait, which five boroughs? <laughs> yeah. Be specific. He's got the support of all the Great Lakes. Huron, <laughs> Ontario, <laughs> Michigan, <Yeah>. Erie, <laughs> Superior. There's, there's one thing I know about him is he is known in all 50 states. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, India. Wow, you know that song? Is that it? Stops. I, I, no, I that's as far as it goes. Is it Animaniacs? No, it was like something that I think we sang in in elementary school graduation. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you have an out? Can we we do emails? Are you, you good? What? Oh, I thought you, I didn't know if you had to leave. Oh no! I, okay, I, I'm you got here. A, you got another couple of minutes? I could be here for five more hours. Okay, cool. We this got, is a six-hour podcast. Yeah, it is. Cool. It's that's what's actually called the six-hour podcast. Mm-hmm. You know how uh, Ferris save Tim Fer- Tim Ferris. Save Ferris. Save Ferris. Yeah, the you know, ska band. You know how to save Ferris. You know that, that uh, <laughs> ska is like uh, a thirteen-year-old. Uh-huh. <laughs> Something about mozzarella sticks. I forgot it. But yeah, uh, the, the point is that yeah. that's my joke. <laughs> Fuck Dave Thomason. Quest Love stole it from me. So, Frogcast listeners, attribute it to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, save, yeah. Four hour, four the four, minute, yeah, four, the four, four hour minute, save Four minute album. body work week. The 50 hour minute. Go work on. Body. 50 Shades of Grey. Read the fucking I think email. The, I think this email gets kind of dark, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to read it anyway. Is always bad, but tell me more about your dad. Oh God, I am afraid to die. Dave Thomason. Uh, so is this a new segment? Yeah, about emails. Yeah, okay. it is. I've it is. never listened to this podcast. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, dear Frogcast, and I never will. <laughs> as an early twenty-year-old college graduate, first of all, you graduated college at twenty. What are you, freaking worms over? Uh, who has somehow irreparably already fucked up his life. I have some questions. Oh, shit. The first being for Matt Lieb in particular. Okay. Matt Lieb seems like a very loving man. Aw. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah. I'm very loving. Sure. I am trying to become more loving, but the place that is supposed to feel love has been replaced by hate and anger. His penis? Could be. I mean, you can have an angry penis. Yeah. It's the best kind. I have a shy one. Mm. I can't pee next to people. Oh, really? Yeah. Or come. I'm peeing right now. <laughs> I feel like Matt Lieb has figured out how to switch that place from hate and anger to love. Mm. How did he do it? The second question is that I feel like we are all just clowns to be laughed at. Is it better to be a funny clown or a sexy clown? Oh my God, these questions are very deep. Uh, how do you replace the part that's filled with resentment and anger with with love? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, wow, I don't. I, um, uh, having uh empathy for the people that you hate uh that's a big thing probably like uh realizing that that they're not actually thinking about you Mm. um and i mean that in a good way like if they haven't i mean i don't know what he's specifically referring to i know that when i've had resentment against a lot of people i had to at some point like learn like the reason that they're 
failing me in whatever way I think they're failing me is because they're not thinking about me 24 Mm seven and they're concerned with their own shit. Yeah. And that, you know, what you kind of put into someone else's, uh, what's happening. What's happening. Oh, just heard noises. It's probably fine. Is it Dave Thomason? (laughs) Um, rolling in his wheelchair to come murder all of us. Um, no, uh, it's like, yeah, I, I would, uh, always you know uh, you what you put into a relationship with people is what you can get out of it but also having expectations of people is what leads to the most resentment uh, so the one thing that re- can replace it with love is empathy i guess mm-hmm. i mean this yeah, is sure. very i don't sure. know i mean it was a broad question it was very yeah. broad but that sounds like what he's also i can't imagine your life's already irreparably fucked up if you're a 20 year old college yeah, graduate you, yeah 100 yeah. your life is not you haven't lived shit your so life far. is not irreparably fucked up 100 i promise you it's not whatever it is it's, but mm-hmm. he thinks clowns can be sexy so it's that is true pretty fucked already. yeah yeah you've got you got a lot of work yeah, to do. yeah, yeah. Obviously, you gotta climb out of this hole number one you gotta learn clowns can never be sexy yeah uh that uh those two concepts are mutually exclusive um the only thing that's sexy about a clown is a clown that's okay with being laughed at that's the, Aww, that's the sexiest thing. Yeah. 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 That is the sexiest. That, when people are allow, the, uh, okay with being laughed yeah, at. Yeah. The confidence of the clown who's okay with being laughed at lets it roll off their back. That's sexy. So you can be both, but never try. Yeah. I couldn't tell if it was a serious question or not. Yeah. It's very yeah. hard to tell, but uh, it's fun decoding it. Be, in terms of being a clown, I would agree with the same thing Matt said. Yeah. Is that whatever dumb... Well, that's the thing. I feel like I had a much greater capacity for embarrassment the younger I was. Yeah. Whereas, like, the older I get, the more I realize that people are going to forget whatever thing I think is embarrassing yeah. five right. minutes after I leave no the room. One, no one's focused. No one gives a shit about you. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. the things that you, like, harp on or, yeah. or that, like, keep you up at night. Yeah. No one else is up at night thinking about those things. Well, they're not thinking about the things that you think they're thinking about. They're in head in their own heads with their own demons thinking about right. the things that they think other people are thinking about. Everyone is literally stuck in their own world where they are the center of their own universe because you can only ever be that. Right. And uh, realizing that kind of takes the pressure off of those. Just realize that those voices in your head are literally relegated to your head. They are not the rest of the world. Uh, unless you're Harvey Weinstein, then people do hate you because you are a you know like horrible rapist mm. yes so don't be harvey weinstein uh and <laughs> always take away one thing from this podcast yeah don't be harvey weinstein and don't be horny about clowns don't be horny about clowns or cartoons and, and always yeah. attribute jokes to the comedian elastigirl is not your sexual plaything. exactly unless she consents Matt, you want to take us on out of here? Well, uh, before uh, I take us on out, first thing I want to say, shout out to Jeremy Montes, who visited from uh, San Anselmo, Texas, uh, came all the way out here. He and I went to the comedy store yesterday. I uh, helped him get uh, a seat at Kill Tony, which is a podcast that people listen to where comedians go up and uh, get, uh, you know, shit talked about their set afterwards which is it's a funny show it's a really good show mm-hmm. uh so shout out to him it was nice meeting him second thing that i want to plug and i have to plug this news broke the show which ended uh at the beginning of june made the short list for an emmy 
for the um, the category Outstanding Short Form Variety Series. We are on the ballot. And if you are in the Television Academy, you can vote for that is that's my show. Mm-hmm. That means mm-hmm. if we get enough, it's up against Chris Hardwick's talking web. Yeah, it's against it's against <laughs> Hardwick. It's against a bunch of different uh, Harvey Weinstein productions. No, it's it's actually against a bunch of late night shows web extras, which is fucking bullshit. Like the only shows on there that are actual web like short form variety shows are like Newsbroke and the Star Wars show, which are both on the list. Please vote for Newsbroke if you are in the Television Academy or know anyone in the Television Academy. Outstanding short form variety series, please. I want to get nominated for an Emmy, but even if I don't. It's an honor just to be. It's an honor just to be. Just nomi- to yell about it. Just to be nominated to be nominated. All right. So please do that. All right. Anything you want to plug? Bernadette's, if you're in Los Angeles and you want to come to the dumbest bar in LA, mm-hmm. you want to get yourself a fart bar. Yeah. If you have 350 American dollars mm-hmm. burning a hole in your pocket and you want to buy a farts bar. Yeah. Or if you have less than $350 and you just want a beer, or wine, yeah. or cider, cocktails. If you have a toe that you don't need. Yeah. Give me a toe. You I'll could, put a toe in something. You I could be give the, a shit. the other toe guy. We're, uh, we're downtown LA, right by Grand Central Market. Come to Bernadette's. Do it. Why not? I go there. He does. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah. Patreon.com slash broadcast. What's the Google voice? Uh, We're going to have Matt's part three of uh, the Royalty Freestyle Greatest Hits up there at some point for our (laughs) Patreon donors. Yeah, please. 415-275-0030 is the Google voice number. Uh, Email is broadcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Keep donating to the Patreon. We love you. Uh, And until next time, good night. And good chins.